0: hey how you doing this is wade with wade for wireless and welcome back for another episode of wade for wireless with all your wireless updates news and information just sit back and relax welcome back it's another episode of wade for wireless and this is wade Today, I want to talk about interactive kiosks, but it's not an interactive kiosk. It's a smart city hub. It is the keystone of any smart city. I'm telling you, these things are awesome. They're being deployed. They're real. They're out there. They're actual devices that people love, but they serve more of a purpose than you know. When we think about the kiosks, we think about the cool things like Kansas City has them, New York City has them. You know, you have Link New York City, Link NYC, the UK. London has them. Link UK. I mean, they're really cool, right? Dallas is putting them in. You know, all the major cities are putting in these interactive kiosks, not only because they're cool, they're interactive, the tourists love them, the residents love them, but because they serve a purpose. When you look at these things, they... For one, they're really cool. I don't know if you ever saw one up close and personal, but I was up at Civic, and I I, I worked with SmartLink, and I'm trying to work with more kiosk vendors, because this is something that I really would enjoy uh, deploying out there. It's cool. But while it's cool, if you don't know what a kiosk is, just picture something that's about seven or eight foot high, a big, big interactive display, Right. Just picture your cell phone, plant it in the ground with a big display, like an iPhone or a Droid. And you can tap it and touch it, and you can find your way around. You can get directions in the city. You can download apps to your smartphone. And you can also look things up on it. It's very easy to work with, very interactive, very intuitive. The new ones are not clunky at all. They work really, really well. They're fast. Generally, they have fiber run to them. I, I just saw them in the cities. I saw them on demos. But I want you to realize, while it's really cool and it's interactive, you're thinking, well, that's cool, but what city's going to pay for that? I'll tell you what, every city's going to want to pay for one of these, and I'll tell you why. Because they not only serve a bigger purpose than helping tourists and residents get around, than showing them the videos of the city, having advertising, all the cool stuff, but they're going to show you how this, this, the reason, I'm trying to get my words out, I'm so excited, The reason this is going to be the keystone of the Smart City is because this particular device can offer so much more. And let's get into it. One, it's going to be a revenue generator. That's right. It's going to generate revenue for the Smart City by having a small cell in it, by having Wi-Fi in it. It's going to be a fiber hub. Not only that, but you can advertise on it. And the advertising is more complex. You could have movie trailers, Movie companies are always looking for a way to get their trailers out there. What's better than something right out there in the middle of the street where the people driving by, where the people walking by, the people riding their bikes can see this huge six-foot screen showing their video out in the street? No matter what the weather's like, bam, it's there. You're driving by, you're going to see the video. Chances are, if you're in the city, you're going to be going slow or stuck in traffic, you're going to see the video. If you're walking out there, you're going to see the video. It's a great way to get right to the people. But wait, with advertising, there's more. Think about the local businesses that want to attract the foot traffic to come into their business in real time. So imagine that they could advertise. Let's say they have happy hour from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. They could easily put something out there between 4 and 5, or even at 5, real time, and say, "Hey, it's happy hour over at Bill's Pub. Come and get you know uh, you know come and get a pint of Guinness." today for half price from five to seven. You see that real time, you're looking for a place to eat, you're going to walk there. It's going to be worth your while, especially for a pint of Guinness. Think about the local businesses that can advertise on these kiosks and they can literally advertise two blocks down from their business or right outside their business or even two or three, four or five blocks away. Very close to their business, to people that are there at that moment that chances are they're hungry around five o'clock, right? They just got off work or they got out of the gym. They're ready to eat. Excuse me. Sorry. Think about that. Think about the options you have for advertising alone. Think about the way that if the city runs these kiosks, they can put in city events. They can put a calendar in. They can put stuff out there real time. Now, someone's going to have to manage it. Now, you can automate management, but that's another story. That's another podcast. So right there, I just gave you a way to put these things in and have them pay for themselves. You get it? You could do it at a college campus. You could do it in a mall. You could do it in a city. Now, in a mall, obviously, you're advertising for all the stores. So that's probably your job because they're paying you rent. But in the city, you can advertise local business. On a campus, you could put the calendar up, you can put a, uh, you can put local businesses on the campus up, the bookstore specials, t-shirts, whatever crap you're selling. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, that's revenue generation just through advertising. I've given you some great stuff there. All done with video, with ads, with billboards, anything you can put on there, any picture you can take, you can probably upload it real time, probably have an ad out there in a couple of hours. What else can the kiosks do? I'll tell you. Think about housing sensors, housing cameras, housing small cells, housing Wi-Fi, housing fiber. Suddenly you have a big box out there that chances are some of them have temperature control on them where you can put all this equipment into one spot. It's great. You have this big thing. And if you can't do it above ground, you could put a vault right under the kiosk and you can put the stuff right under it and you have this high tech hub there. So now you have something the resonance like you have something that can interact with anybody. And you also have a house for a lot of equipment that you didn't know how to deploy before. You know, you're trying to come up with these smart poles and replace the uh, lamps. You could put a lamp right beside it, literally an LED lamp that you could control remotely. And uh, suddenly it's right there with your kiosk with all your equipment. The other thing you can do with the sensors, the video, you can have real video, real time for this. But now let's walk into public safety. When we're talking about public safety, these kiosks have so many emergency aspects. Granted, you can put a light on them. They can alert people, but you have video. If there's an AMBER alert and a child is abducted on a campus in a city, bam, you can put that child's picture right there on these kiosks on the street corner where people on the street, people driving, walking, riding bicycles can see it. And it can say, You know, this child was abducted, is in this big, ugly car, and we think it was abducted by this man. You can put all that right there, real time, out there. You can have a flashing light on top to attract people's attentions and let them know it's an Amber Alert, okay? Just one aspect of public safety to find missing children in real time. Amber Alert's a very real thing, and people take it seriously. And If you ever drive down the highway, they actually do put them out on the highways, Uh, You see them on those interactive signs that the um, highway department uses. So now you have it in a kiosk in the city in real time, getting to the people out there. So I went through that. The other thing you could do, you could have your 911 push button, or you could have a 911 call, you know, like a handset or a speaker phone. I wouldn't do a handset. People rip those off. I don't know why. It's just how people are. But you could have your speaker there. So you can either have a button for emergencies, or you could dial 911 right there on the kiosk and what happens. The one thing I didn't mention about the kiosks is that they're all connected. Chances are you have some central platform somewhere that can be connected to the 911 center, the dispatch center. So if someone pushes one of these buttons that can alert the dispatch center, they could turn the camera on real time. If there's LED lights that are controllable, they can turn all the LED lights on at the same time, right there from one command center suddenly they can see what's there, they can hear what's there, they can turn the lights on, they got a bright light, and they can also put commands up on the interactive kiosk on the display. You have a lot of means for communication. So if you have all these means for communication, suddenly, now it's really built for public safety. So the person out there can be shouting, screaming, telling them what's going on. You have video. The dispatch center can literally see what's going on. If they have cameras there, they should have cameras all around. And they can light the area up if they have the smart city controlled LED lighting. It all plays together. That's the whole idea of these smart cities. They all play together. Suddenly you have everything in one spot and you have this device to communicate with everybody. It's really, really cool. I saw a demo at uh, one place. I think uh, Civic had a demo. It was really just amazing yeah. what they can do on one platform. You got to think all these kiosks can be controlled real time, and they also have a common interface. So you're not only controlling them. Granted, you can put ads up on different ones you can run. They can run independently of each other. But if in the case of emergency, you have to take control of all of them, you should do it. I want you to think about something. In New York City, they deployed 7,500 digital kiosks and two reasons. They did it to allow the users to get Wi-Fi, but they also did it to allow users to, internet, to access the Internet without the use of Wi-Fi. So I just want you to think about that. It's interactive. It's good for emergencies. It, it, it provides an interface from the public to the Internet for the city. By the way, London did the same thing with Link UK. I know I brought that up earlier. I wanted to bring it back, but they basically had the same thing. I think those were civic kiosks, but I think they wanted to have their own control system. Now, people make fun of kiosks because in those particular areas, people were hacking them to get into the internet and look at porn. You know, the homeless guys have a lot of time, but I, I think they cleaned a lot of that up. I just think it's a beautiful piece of street furniture. So in the case of an emergency, here you have something that can help people uh, find their way around too. I didn't bring that up with the emergency aspect. I know they have camera 911, we know not went over that. But if you have to evacuate a city, here's something where you could put the evacuation maps right on there, right on the kiosk, you could even say go this way, go this way, go this way. And you could walk people through the city. How cool is that? Seriously, think about it. So how do you make these work? Well, the key is you're going to have partnership between several entities in the city. The city workers are going to want to have a key, uh, they are going to want to have an interface to it. You're going to offer Wi-Fi to the residents, but local businesses, you really need to reach out to them because you want them to advertise on it. Public safety needs to know that they have control of this. The 911 dispatch center needs to know that they can get control in the case of an emergency, whether they control one or all of them. It all plays together into one big, let's say one big happy partnership. So you're going to have public safety, local business, the tourist department, you're going to have the city workers, everybody's going to be together in this as well as a broadband hub, because these are places where you can actually bring fiber to and people can get into them to actually uh, work on the fiber or add fiber, or even fish fiber uh, through the uh, conduit. So I'm just coming up with some ways you have the revenue generation, that's going to help with funding, you're going to have the interacting with the cut with the residents and with the tourists, I was going to say clients and customers, but (laughs) which they technically are, and you're going to have an emergency hub. So it really does solve several purposes in the city. It's not just something that's pretty to look at, although it is pretty to look at, I have to admit. But I'm just making a point here. These are really amazing devices. I love it. If you want to learn more, you have smartlink.city. It's S-M-A-R-T-L-I-N-K dot C-I-T-Y. And then Civic Smartscape. Civic is spelled C-I-V-I-Q, Smartscapes, S-C-A-P-E-S dot com. Those two companies, I mean, they really have a lot. Plus, I have some links in there, wade for wireless W-A-D-E, the number four, wireless dot com. Go ahead, check it out. Hey, I want to thank my sponsors, Tower Tracker Pro, TowerTrackerPro.com, Tower Safety and Instruction, TowerSafety.com, and also, I have several books out there, LTE Deployment Handbook, the 5G Deployment Handbook, Learning 5G, Smart City Use Cases will be out by the end of the year, and I also have Tower Climbing and Introduction. Several books out there for you guys to buy. All right, remember, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya!